This is a KSHSAA production. 17, Logan by one as we start the second quarter of play. Flavlin gets the basketball. Cannell brings the ball into the front court. We'll take it far side. Styles, left wing jumper for three. He is perfect. Styles with her 12th point of the evening. Makes it and ball out of bounds for the Cats. Throwing the ball in will be Brooklude. Gets it into Stottinger. Now to Dryling. Dryling outside the yard. Finds Brooklude at the top of the circle. We'll find Jackie Styles just off the right wing. Three pointers good. Jackie Styles with 15 in the first half. Makes it 27 24. Dribble up high. We'll come near side to Brooke Kluge. Into the corner. Tara Kluge. Tara skip pass across the top to Stottinger. Back to Styles. Styles will drive down the paint. She'll put up the shot. She'll get the roll. Styles took it all the way in that time. Has her 19th point of the evening. The 19th point put through the hoop that night by Jackie Styles that would end up being 53 points to set the all-time single-game record in a state tournament. That was a semifinal game in 1994 against Logan that would end up on the scoreboard eventually in a high-scoring, fast-paced affair. Would have Logan 81-78 to there in the semifinals. Jackie Styles gets inducted to the NFHS Hall of Fame class of 2015 this week. Welcome to the KSHSAA podcast. I am Jeremy Holiday. As you can tell, this will be a special episode uh, concentrating on the very talented efforts of a young athlete from Claflin, Kansas at the time, Jackie Styles, who went on to have a great career at college in the WNBA. We're going to touch on a little bit of those highlights and we'll have more audio clips from Eagle Radio and Great Ben there, Randy Gehring on the call. We'll have those throughout the episode just to relive that special game that she had against Logan and also talk about a number of other special games that she had in the state tournaments and throughout her career and not just basketball. This will be Mainly centered around basketball, but as she is going to be inducted to the NFHS as an athlete and what a phenomenal athlete she was during her time in Claflin. Jackie becomes the 10th Kansan to be inducted to the NFHS Hall of Fame. She joins Walt Shublum, Jim Ryan, Ralph Miller, Lynette Woodard, Nolan Cromwell, Bryce Durbin, Nelson Hartman, Susan True, and Joanne Wells. We'll cover some amazing feats that Jackie Styles set in her time in high school, and we'll also talk to Jackie later on the episode, so stay tuned. Leadership is a quality that many people don't have. Sports help students become great leaders on and off the field. When you become a senior, every coach you have will demand more out of you. That's why in most sports, seniors are held more accountable than other classes. They're the primary leaders for that year. Usually, if you have good leadership, your team is going to do well in whatever sport or activity you're in. This has been Colson Reigns from Beloit High School with a public service announcement from the Kansas State High School Activities Association and the student advisory team. The weak side rebound pulled down by the Wildcats. Brooke Kluge gets it off to Styles. Styles will bring it into the front court on the run. Down the paint. Lean in. Jumper. Good. Jackie Styles has 21 this evening. It's 46 to 40. First of all, our 12 inductees who are here. Uh, some former inductees who are in our audience. Many of you from state associations and family and friends and guests of some of our inductees, as well as our media. We uh, appreciate your attendance. And also, for the second year, uh, this press conference is being streamed on the NFHS network, so I'm excited about that. This time, I want to introduce Bob Gardner, the Executive Director of the National Federation of State High School Associations, for an opening welcome. Bob? Thank you, Bruce. And Good afternoon, everyone, and welcome to this august event. The late Vince Lombardi said, we shall chase perfection, and we 
we shall chase it relentlessly, knowing all the while that we can't attain it. But along the way, we may catch excellence. Assembled before you today are people who have caught excellence. We are thrilled to welcome them, to honor them. They have touched many lives in the National Federation family. And we are so pleased to have them with us and you here today. And now, let's hear their stories. Thank you. Thank you, Bob. Uh, tomorrow night is the uh, 33rd uh, induction ceremony of the National High School Hall of Fame. Uh, started in 1982. Uh, and this Hall of Fame honors high, former high school athletes, coaches, not former coaches, uh, still coaches, um, uh, officials, performing arts, and uh, others, administrators. Uh, with this year's class of 12, there's 435 people through the first 33 classes of the National High School Hall of Fame. And uh, we're excited about this year's class and to be able to present them to you today. Um, these 12 individuals were selected through a two-level process involving our screening committee and then a final selection committee. And uh, so these are the ones who have survived those two committees and we're excited about this year's class. So with all of that aside, let's get going. I want to introduce uh, the class first uh, to my far right. And uh, our, our final athlete, uh, the, uh, by, by many, I think, considered the, one of the top Kansas high school female athletes in history. Known for basketball, but uh, pretty phenomenal in track as well. Uh, Claflin High School, 46 points a game as a senior, and then won 14 of 16 events in track in four years. Um, and then was the all-time leading scorer in NCAA Division I history at what was then uh, Southwest Missouri State, now Missouri State, Jackie Stiles. I think that's pretty outstanding. Okay, uh, as we've uh, done in the past, and uh, since it's... Uh, new individuals every year. Uh, I like to repeat it because we get great new responses from people who have been involved in high school sports and activity programs. In advance, I've asked each of our inductees um, in a short amount of time. Um, I said 60 seconds, but I'm not going to have a stopwatch on them. But, uh, <clears throat> to respond to the question of what do you treasure most about your involvement in high school sports or performing arts, if that's the case. And um, so, since I started with Mike, maybe I could start with Jack. <laughs> <laughs> um, there's numerous things, but when I look back on my experience, um, probably uh, what made it most special was the people and the relationships. And, you know, being part of a team is so special, and a lot of times you don't realize how special until it's over. So. I look back and I had amazing teammates and coaches and, um, you know, administrators, you name it. So many people that are the reason I'm up here today. And honestly, I, I learned so many lifelong experiences um, from my time in, in Kansas high school. Um, 
that it was able, I was able then to capitalize on the next opportunities that, I, that came my way in, in the second chapter of my career. But I'm just so grateful and I share it, this honor with so many people. So thank you so much. Jackie, those of us in Kansas who watched you play marveled at your talents, but you are also widely known and respected for your time and dedication after ball games to stay for hours and sign autographs for little kids of all ages. Could you speak a little bit about your sense of why that was and why that was so important to you, why you took that to be such an important task? Well, you know, I just felt so um, grateful to have the platform that I did have to impact uh, young people because I know when I look back and, man, when an athlete or a coach would say, hey, you know, if you keep working, you could be great or you could do this or that, the impact that had on me. So I definitely took that seriously when I was put in that position because I wanted to help other young athletes become the best they can be. And really, now that is my mission. Now I, I look back in my first half of my career, I was very selfishly focused on how can I become the best athlete I can become every single day. And I look back and so many people sacrificed and gave so I could have that opportunity. And now I want to do that for others. I want to give back. It's my time to serve. I want to help other young athletes become the best they can be. So I always try to be the best role model that I can be. Uh, for Jackie, um, it's the story goes you dedicated to making a 1,000 shots a day. W at what point do you remember getting the mindset that that's something I have to do to become – uh, the best I want to be? Well, I had uh, faced some adversity. It was in my sophomore year of high school, and uh, third game of the season, I, I break my right wrist, and so I had to sit out four weeks, and I thought my world was ending because I'd never had a major injury, never sat out. So in that time, I taught myself how to play left-handed because I talked to the doctor into letting me play with a hard cast or a soft cast on past my elbow so I couldn't uh, straighten my arm. So um, I played four weeks left-handed, very frustrating, so I had to get the cast off. And it was right before playoffs, and my whole goal in high school was I wanted to win a state championship more than anything. And So here we are, semi the state tournament. I have the cast off, but uh, my arm beat a little weak. Sometimes I was a little inconsistent with my shooting, and I had one of the worst performances of my career. It was so bad that I still, to this day, however many years ago that was, remember what I was from the field. I was 4 out of 21. And we only lost by a couple points. And, you know, I was just so devastated and embarrassed. And I felt like I let my team down. And, you know, right then and there would have been easy for me to say, you know what, I, I don't want to dedicate this much time to the game of basketball. But I said, you know, I want to be better than even before this injury. And so I vowed to make a 1,000 shots every day. And I, I did that from my sophomore year in high school until my freshman year in college. And then my college coach was like, you try to keep that schedule. Um, and keep up with your academics, you won't have any legs left. So I developed more of a quality over quantity workout. But, you know, if it wasn't for that adversity, and, you know, I don't know if I'd be up here today. Um, and whenever you're trying to accomplish something great, it's not if you face adversity, it's when. And, and usually it's how you determine, how you handle those tough times usually determines, um, you know, whether you accomplish your goals. But uh, I sure do wish I had the gun. Um, I don't know if you know what the gun <laughs> is, but it's a concoction that has a big net and it you know passes back the balls to you. Um, I just use one of those toss backs. Um, or I talked my dad into uh, rebounding for me. It cut my time in half. But it usually took me four hours to do that little uh, workout. So this is for Coach Lorenz. Uh, obviously your play.
Um, so much nowadays we hear kids trying to specialize in sports. I know that's obviously your role now with Missouri State, maybe recruiting kids. Um, do you look for the multi-sport athlete like, you're, like you were yourself, and what do you contribute to what being a multi-sport athlete creates for a kid? Well, I, I'm definitely a big promoter of the multi-sport athlete, especially um, at the high school level, um, because I feel like doing the multiple sports really gave me the advantage in my number one love, which was basketball. I mean, uh, it kept me, I think, from getting injuries, uh, kept me from getting burned out, plus just, you know, experiencing uh, the other sports with my other teammates, um, which is great. And uh, so... Um, as, a, as a college recruiter, I, I definitely encourage kids, if they enjoy other sports, to do them uh, because I feel like there's other techniques and skills and aspects that can help your main sport if it's basketball. And uh, so, yeah, I, I definitely like it when a kid is a multi-sport athlete. You don't see it as much anymore, which is, I, I feel like, sad because, oh, man, my high school career, if I just played basketball, I would have missed out on so many amazing memories. So, You mentioned earlier your number one goal was to get a state championship. Unfortunately, I don't mean to bring up bad news, yeah, but <laughs> unfortunately uh, you weren't able to get a team basketball championship. But what is, I mean, so, so much is placed on being a state champion, but what else can be gained from just being involved in high school activities? Oh, yeah, you don't have to be a, a state champion to uh, reap the benefits of just um, competing in uh, different sports. And, you know, in my case, basketball was the one that I really wanted, uh, you know, very bad. But, uh, you know, I look back so much on the relationships uh, with my teammates and my coaches and how that helped me grow and how that helped me. It gave me such a great foundation for then the next opportunities that I had in my career. And I'm just so thankful um, for, for playing sports because I know I would not have accomplished the things I've had. And, and one of the biggest blessings it's given me is I've never had to get a real job. I've uh, basically sports has, uh, you know, helped uh, me uh, finance my life, and, and I'm so grateful. Well, tell us a little bit about what you're up to now. Uh, yes, I'm, I still pinch myself. I can't believe it. Um, I'm at my alma mater, Missouri State, um, as an assistant coach, and it's definitely a very genuine self for me because I, I truly love that university and had uh, an amazing four years, and I just want to do everything I can to help the program get back to where it was. I'm going to have you answer two kind of reflections. Okay. Uh, when you think of Wyatt Auditorium in Emporia, what do you think of? Oh, wow. Um, actually, um, AU basketball, um, because I had some of, uh, you know, probably my best battles uh, playing there. And honestly, that was when uh, Missouri State saw me for the first time when I was 12 years old and how that changed my life, that assistant coach being there and giving me the hope that, hey, maybe I could one day play Division One basketball. So that is something I'll never forget and something that impacted me so greatly. Okay, the last one, 3,200, 1,600, 800, 400 in one day. Do you, do you get tired just thinking about it? And how tired were you? Oh, uh, yeah, that definitely wears me out now thinking about that. How did I do that? Um, but, uh, yeah, the hardest part was regionals because uh, I had to do all four of those events within an hour and a half, and I remember being running a mile, and they would call me in to check in for another race while I was running. So uh, it was a pretty intense hour and a half, but uh, – 
thankfully at the state meet, since it's all classes, I had uh, more time to rest. But, uh, you know, I get asked all the time what was my special memory in high school sports. And honestly, it was um, my final race um, as a high school athlete in Kansas. I was running 800, and the announcer had all 10,000 people stand up and help bring me home in my final race. And I, I get goosebumps right now just talking about it. So, um, you know, it's something I'll never forget and was so special. Well, I thank you for taking time, and congratulations on the Hall of Fame, and I'm sure tonight, tomorrow night will be a special uh, moment in your life. Yes, I, um, I still am pinching myself that really, like, I am one of only 10 uh, out of athletes, coaches, and administrators in the state of Kansas, and you picked me, but that's just a credit to my support system. Um, I've had such amazing people surrounding me that um, I share this honor with them. Three other athletes will join it, Jackie and the induction to the NFHS Hall of Fame this week as along with seven other amazing coaches and officials and state administrators also going into the 2015 class. We already covered the 1994 game that uh, Jackie had against Logan, but let's look at some other timeline history that she had in the state tournament. Uh, she set a three-game tournament scoring record with 114 points, uh, breaking Lynette Woodards, also an NFHS Hall of Fame member, and she, she set that record in 1977 with 113 points. In 1997, we'll fast forward a little bit, uh, became the first girl to score 40 or more points twice in a single three-game state tournament, scoring 48 and 47 points in opening round and finals, respectively. She also, in that same year, set the all-time three-game state tournament record, scoring best totaling 120 points and averaging 40 points per game with games of 48, 25, and 47. That also broke Lynette Wooder's record, as you could probably guess, with total field goals made in tournament with 48 and if you look at some regular season uh, feats of hers, obviously she's the state record holder for points with 3,603, and she averaged 35.7 points per game, which ranks seventh nationally. And her senior season, she averaged 46.4 points and is fourth time all nationally for a single season. And in that season of 1997, she scored 71 points in a single game. So obviously a phenomenal career on the basketball court for Claflin, but it didn't stop there. She went to what was then Southwest Missouri State University, now Missouri State University, where she led her team to a berth in the Final Four in 2001 and then became the all-time leading scorer in NCAA women's history with 3,393 points and led the NCAA in scoring from 1999 to 2000 with 27.8 points per game. After her college career wrapped up, she went on to the WNBA and became Rookie of the Year in 2001 and averaged 14.9 per points per game for the Portland Fire. Before injuries kind of plagued her career a little bit to finish out her professional career, with other, whether it be with the WNBA or overseas on the basketball court. The state of Kansas and the NFHS were basically just waiting for Jackie to get old enough to be inducted to the Hall of Fame. You had to be 35 to be in the NFHS Hall of Fame. So it was pretty much once she turned 35, it was it was kind of a no-doubter. She was going to be in the NFHS Hall of Fame for those uh, outstanding feats on the basketball court. But let's also talk about what she was able to accomplish off the court. And when I say off the court, I mean specifically off the basketball court because you could talk about her tennis when she won three regional titles. She medaled each year in the state tournament and uh, led Claflin to three runner-up finishes on the tennis court or cross-country where she finished third at the state meet. Uh, but most importantly, you have to talk about track and field with Jackie Styles as she won 16 medals in her career uh, at the state track and field meet where 14 of them were golds and two were silvers. Uh, so she left 
Claflin to two state titles in her time at the state track and field meet and also became the first female athlete to win the 400, 800, 1600, and 3200 all on the same day. So a phenomenal athlete, all-around athlete. We'll t- say this over and over again, and, and Jackie probably alluded to it in, in her conversation that we had, that uh, she she participated in track, uh, tennis, cross-country, so she could become a better basketball player. So so much so often we see we hear stories of kids just playing one sport because it's you know it's their favorite sport, it's what they're good at. Well, she wanted to play other sports the year round so she could become better at her favorite sport. So definitely a testament to being an all-around athlete and taking every opportunity that you could go get. We're joined by Randy from Eagle Radio and Great Ben. Randy, thanks for taking time out of your day to talk about uh, a lovely lady from Kansas, Jackie Styles. Hey, appreciate the opportunity. Uh, she was quite a treat to learn to know in her high school days and have followed her since then as well. And in at those clips that we listened to early, you might recognize uh, the voice on those clips. It is Randy, so that's why we kind of wanted to bring him in and just talk about what it was like calling those those games of Jackie in the state tournaments. And that's kind of where Randy came in when she qualified for the postseason with Claflin is is kind of joined that ship and and provide the coverage for the folks back home. Uh, Randy, take us back to maybe like 1994 and sitting on the sidelines and, and that tremendous game that Jackie had, uh, 53 points against Logan in the semifinal game. Yeah, that was an incredible game. I wasn't actually on the sidelines. That was a gross memorial coliseum in the days when the broadcasters were upstairs. <laughs> so we're true. watching it from the rafters, but uh, still a spectacular ball game and, and just a track meet type of a ball game. 81-78 was the final score, and, and uh, unfortunately for the home fans, Claflin lost that one, and Logan went on to play in the uh, state championship game. But uh, Jack, this was Jackie's freshman year, and to watch a freshman just put the team on her back, particularly in the second half, and do everything that she possibly could to to avoid the loss was uh it was a spectacular sight and, and as i listened to the game here recently and preparing for this jeremy brought back a lot of memories of of uh, watching her play basketball and and uh, cheering the team on and you were talking about just as a freshman she kind of comes on the scene as a high school you, you you've told stories about how she was younger showing up to tournaments and such but at, coming on the high school ranks in 94 and putting on the points display like she did all year what's it like for an outsider hearing the stories of of this Jackie Styles from Claflin uh, playing uh, tremendous basketball and then, and then seeing it in person for the first time well, I think the um, you, you hear the stories, and, and especially at a 1A school, you get a standout athlete through the regular season. Uh, you can be look pretty good, but when it gets into the postseason and you're playing uh, the other teams that have a lot of talent in your division of basketball, everybody's pretty good, and, and they really see her as the cream rise above uh, the milk in, in those years. That was really something, and, you know, Coaches would would uh, talk several ways. Well, do we give her 50 and and figure that we can score 51? Is was kind of a going joke at the time. And and sometimes you would play that. But uh, she was also one who was. I'm I'm sure she led the team in assists in the years that she was playing basketball as well. Because she'd bring the ball down the floor, and if she'd have a teammate open, she'd dish off to her and then work to get herself open again. And uh, oftentimes, you know, the ball would come back to her for an even easier shot than if she tried to take it down the floor to begin with. So it was uh, certainly a lot of fun watching her play basketball, the intensity that she had. Nobody uh, ever worked harder on the court or off the court to be a better basketball player than Jackie Stiles. Into the hands of Stoninger. Stoninger comes near side to Kluge. 
Klug holds the ball above her head. That's Brooke. Tries to go inside to Tara Klug. Now back to Michelle Stottinger to Stiles on the right wing. Stiles stops at the arc. She'll take the three-pointer. Right side. Hit it. 47 points for Jackie Stiles this evening. My thanks to Randy for uh, taking the time to uh, do that interview for us just to re- recount what it was like to call her games. And I apologize. We had some uh, connection issues that limited that that conversation it didn't work actually the first time and we redid it and and we got some of the conversation but not all of it so i just want to echo randy's thoughts that maybe was not included one thing that randy really stressed from his times with jackie uh calling her games and post-game interviews was she was such a genuine person and i think that's one thing that randy really wanted to stress that she would take time to sign autographs, take pictures. Uh, she was it was always about someone else, not herself. So I know Randy was really stressed that. So I wanted to make sure uh, that that point got conveyed. That will wrap up our episode about Jackie Styles being inducted to the NFHS Hall of Fame and and kind of recounting some highlights of her career. Without a doubt, an athlete that Kansas can be certainly proud of, and also just a phenomenal person. Thanks for tuning in, and we'll talk to you next time.